Rambam Yisraeli Torah in Perak Zion starts with Yisraeli Das later Shakel Menabe Espenei Hodam. One of the foundations of our Muna is the Bershem Menabe Espenei Hodam. Rambam in his Yudgim Alikrim, the Rambam says that the sixth acre is that the Bershem gives the Vua. The Rambam defines what you need to be able to be right to be a Novi. It's interesting, the Rambam in Mer Nebuchim devotes a long discussion to the concept of Nebuah to the point that he almost says the opposite. He says, if a person reaches these madregas of he's a Chochem Godla B'Chochma, he's a Giber B'Midoisov, he's Yitzchus Nam Yitzchabar Lov B'Dover Shabarlam, he's always Mitzchabar B'Daital Yitzchot Tomid, he overcomes the Yitzchot Hara, Baldei Rechob, Nechona Ad Moed, so he's Mamula Bhalamidas Elo, Shalom Bigufai. So once he starts preparing himself for the concept of the Vua, the Ram basically says that the natural thing is he gets the Vua. That we have Chazal tell us in the Mesathas Megillah that there were there were Kiflaim Kiyatsimitsaim, there was one point two million the in the history of Klayasu. And the, the normal result is that he should get the Vua. If he doesn't get Nebuah, there's some reason why he doesn't get Nebuah. So it's almost like a nace that he doesn't get Nebuah. That's how the Ramam puts it down in Mer Nebuchim. So that's Allah Ha'alaf. Um, um, and the VM Malus Malus Hain, Allah Ha'alaf says that there are different Madragas of Nebuah, just like the different races of Madragas of Chachmah. So there's also different, different Madragas of Nebuah. And the Gimli says that the Ramah Shemadim le Navi b'Mara Nevuah Derech Moshel Madian Loi. It's shown to the Navi in the form of a Moshel. He doesn't hear words. He doesn't see words. He hears. He sees a Moshel. Umayadi Chokik Beliba Pistra in a Moshel b'Mara Nevuah b'Yedemahu. Immediately he understands what it means. He doesn't doesn't actively interpret what it means. It's automatic. Right? He knows exactly what it means. Um, But then he says that the Hanavi Efsha Shatiya Nabuasal Atzabad, the Hark of Libra, the Hoysiv Data, Ashiyeda Mashal Hoyudeya Moisana Dwarmagdala. The purpose of Nabuah might be that the that the Navi should become more knowledgeable. The Efsha Shishulak Laam and Meamiha Oritz or the Anshiir or Mamlocha um um he might be sent as a shliach to give information. Now, when he's sent, he's given an oyster mafis how to prove that he's a novi, etc. But even when we, the fact that we believe in him is because the Torah says to believe in him, um, not because the oyster the mafis is a, is, a, is a valid raya. The Musmoisha Rabbeinu. That's Perak Zion. Perak Zion, he mentions Moshe Rabbeinu briefly. Um, in Halach Avav, he says that Moshe Rabbeinu was different and unique, and he points out the ways that he was unique and different from them. Um, and that's this week's parsha, the psukim of this week's parsha. But in Perakhes, the Ramam spends the whole parak dealing with why 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 Klayasil accepted um the Vus Moshe. What was the root of, of the 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 moon and the Vus Moshe? It's Rabbi Narsinai. 
We saw directly. We heard with our own ears without not somebody else telling us. We saw Moshe go into the Rafa. We heard the Kol speaking to him. And we heard, Klaisel heard, Moshe being told to speak to Klaisel. Um, and that's the that's the source of Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah. Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah is from my brother Sinai. It's unique Nebuah. Where Klaisel believes in it because the Klaisel were aiding directly, not because we heard anything, we, we heard directly the Russians spoke to him. So there is not shy at that point in time any type of ois or moifes which will prove anything otherwise because Moshe Rabbeinu is not believed in because of the oisers and moifes which he did beforehand in Mitzrayim. He did those because of the Tzarek Hashem not to be able to prove his Nebuah was true. And the, the reason I believe in Nebuah Moshe is because we, Klaiso, were Edim, Bedover, by Marimad Sinai, we saw that the Moshe Rabbeinu is the Shlich of HaKadosh Baruch In what ways is the Moshe Rabbeinu the Shlich of HaKadosh Baruch so Rama says, going back to Perak Vov, my heifers yesh bein nevua smoisha l'shar kol neviim. So number one, kol neviim b'chaloy b'mara Moshe Benu is air v'oymed. They would fall into some type of a trance. Moshe Benu was awake. Kol neviim ayade maluch, and that's where they see it through Moshe and Chida. Moshe Benu was not ayade maluch. Pel pel daber boy. The Russian spoke to him directly. And that's why he saw Tumas Hashem Yabit. He was able to see a direct Nevoah. It was not a Moshul. He would see directly exactly what the, what, what the point is. Fine. Um, every Navi would, would go into, into his, his body, would be overwhelmed by the experience to the point of that he would tremble to the point he could not function. Uh, the Lashon of the Pasuk talks about by Sholanovi, it refers to him as the Lashon of Meshuggah. When Shol HaMelech became a Novi, so they refer to him as the Meshuggah. Because the Novi, in the state of what he was re- responding to, looked so not normal, because he was responding to something which they didn't see. So when you see a person once upon a time, it used to be like you see a person walking down the street talking to himself. He said, "I'm a sugar." Now it means he has a Bluetooth. But um, right, that meant that he was like, "What's he doing?" So he's having this conversation and he's overwhelming, etc. So that Mashiach was not like that. And called the Vim, any summon, but called Aisha Yirtu Mashiach. Any okay, no, because Mashiach, but Zeruach Hakadosh Levashtoi and the Vuasharala. Doesn't need to make any preparation. He's always in the state of full preparation. Um, so that's the four elements that Ramon says how is Nebuah is different but the main element is that Meshavenu saw not through a mushal with an understanding of it but rather he saw it directly now the, the Gemara says that the Einstein the Vim the Snabim the Signanecha the Gemara says that there's a vice that once it was in the Nebuah which was in the Nebuah Shekhar and how they know, how they know it's in the Nebuah Shekhar because they have, they, we have a Masara that two Nebuah no, no two Nebuah will say over something in the exact same style and if they if the, and he had said it over the same words as the Novi Emes must use the Novi Shekhar because no two Nebuah speak in the same language no, in the same style so what's the Pshat so the Maril Diskin it's a beautiful piece, a beautiful piece of the Merle Diskin, 
which is printed in Shubas Meral Diskin, um, which is three chalakim, and it's one volume, but it's divided into three chalakim. So, if I recall correctly, to the end of the second chalak, he has over there a hadron. Hadron being like, you know, you would say like a drush at the end when you finish Mishapas Babasa. He says a Hadron and Babasa. He talks about a Gemara and Babasa at the end of the first parak. Gemara Babasa says that Mishabenu wrote, that over there is going through, it's Taman Halachas of Chalukah. So it talks about Halacha of dividing up possessions. So it talks about dividing up the possessions of a person, if two Shutrin, two people would be Yarish together, two people would buy together. A Tanakh. In a scroll form, are you allowed to split it or not? So from there, the Gemara comes the conversation the status of the different swarm of Tanakh and who wrote the different swarm of Tanakh. And the Gemara goes through who wrote the different swarm of the Tanakh. And the Gemara says a fascinating thing. And Meshurbenu wrote, the Gemara says three things. Meshurbenu wrote Sifro, Taras Mersha. Meshurbenu wrote Sefer Iyov, which is a Mokhlaikis of the Gemara who wrote Iyov. One according to one opinion, Meshurbenu wrote Iyov. And he wrote Parsha's Bilbun. That's the Gemara says. He wrote three things. Sifroi, Sefer Eov, and Parshas Bilba. So the question is, what is this Parshas Bilba? So the Ritva says it can't be referring to Parshas Bilba in the, in the, in the Chumash because that's already included in, in Sifroi, in Taras Marsha. So it must be referring to some other uh, work that Mashareno wrote called Parshas Bilba, which we don't have. That, that's very difficult to understand because the Gemara is all discussing, the, whole, the flow of the Gemara is discussing the, the, who wrote Tanakh. Tzitzel Meshavena wrote this, you know, interesting piece of hagiographer of um, called Parshas Bilam, like that doesn't that doesn't make sense in the Gemara. So difficult to understand. So this can suggest the following. So what's talking of shot that each Navi sees has a different signal in how he says it? Number one. What does it mean the more says that Mashavena saw Basbaklari Hamira and they saw Basbaklari Shainamira? Number two, what does it mean that and the other, even though there was no Navi which we had Nebuah like Moshe in Kaisal and the Umas Island, Bilam had Nebuah like Moshe what does that mean? How could Bilam the Rosha have a level of Nebuah like Moshe Rabbeinu? How could be such a thing? It's like, we, how can we comprehend such a thing? It's like the third problem the fourth problem is this Gemara, we have to send this Gemara, what does it mean that he wrote Pershus Bilam? And the, and the fifth thing, he says, why do we find that the, the concept of a Nebuah of a Navi it's possible the more says that a new one of, of a Navi Lurah can be retracted, but a through the Urmatumim of a Navua through the through the Urmatumim is not retracted. It's called Urmatumim Isher Meir Mr. Bayram Umatama Mr. Bayram. Whatever they say will come through true to be. That's his five questions. So he says every Navi sees like Ramam says, Amara. He knows exactly immediately what it means. So what does it mean? The Bershom knows each person's neshama. And he knows how this neshama will react to Amara. And he shows that neshama Amara, which immediately that neshama will know what it means. But it's taking into cheshpin the madrega of the neshama. Now, no neshama is pure. Every neshama has elements, shall we say, of impurities. So, since it's going to be given through the neshama of the, of the Navi, it's going to be impacted and affected by the impurities of the Navi, as it were. Now, it's not a, a false Nebuah, because we, it's, the Roshim cheshmet that into, into, into consideration. But that being said, the Navi is not actively interpreting what the Nebuah means. But immediately, Rama says, he knows immediately what it means, 
but the, the neshama of the Navi is affecting how to understand it. That also means that each, therefore, each person, two people go to a shir, can be two, two and they both hear the shir from the and they hear it perfectly, and they understand it perfectly, and they write it down, and they're still going to write it down differently, because each person is different. The only thing is two people writing the exact same signet, unless they're just copying the words of the one who's saying it. But over here, there's no words. They're just a mara. So to every nobody is going to have a mara. He's going to write the words differently. It's impossible otherwise. Since there is a human input and a human element, so that's why we understand that Nebuah can be retracted, whereas Urmatum does not work through this process. Urmatum is a direct communication, so there's no human input and no human element, and therefore it can't be retracted. Says that's the pshat. Bilam's havamina. Bilam had a grand galdegahavamina that he wants to get in the vua of Ra for Klayus. Says what's his havamina? He knows Klor. He already was after the first time for sure. He knew even before that he realized the Bereshit does not want to say Ra for Klayus. He says Bilam's havamina zok the marrow diskin was poshut since the vua goes to the neshama of the navi and his neshama is black. Whatever the is going to come through his neshama is going to come out black. So you can take the nicest neshama, the new one in the world, through him it comes out black. That was his plan. So what did the Bershom do? The Bershom created a nevuah for Bilam, which was different than every other nevuah. It was not through the neshama. So he saw it pure. Well, there's one other person who saw the nevuah pure. It was Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama was pure. There is no human imperfection in Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu saw it not as a, a Moshe, he saw it mamish as the perfect, clear nevuah that it was without any human input. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was pure. Bilam was so black that the only way Bilam's nevuah about Klaesha Latoyev could be a nevuah Latoyev is by giving him a nevuah which was just as pure as Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah was going to be. So that's shot that Bilam had a nevuah in the same adrega as, as Moshe. So it comes out that Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the Torah, at the Diskin, every nevuah that he wrote, everything he wrote in the Torah, so he writes down the nevuah that Avraham Avinu had. So what is he? He's a secretary. It's not, he's not, it's not Torah, it's Moshe. The answer is Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was given to write over that nevuah of Avraham Avinu, he saw it more pure than Avraham Avinu did. So he's writing it, the, the understanding of Moshe Rabbeinu, beyond the original Navi who saw it. There's only one Chalik of Torah that all he was was a secretary. Because there was somebody who saw it as pure as he did already. And that's Parshas Bilam. So Parshas Bilam, well, Moshe Bishar wasn't right. It's not Tars Moshe. It's, it's Tars Bilam. Moshe Bilam wrote over Parshas Bilam. That's why he's Mazar Shat Mishnah. and Avi Esri brings this piece of Merle Diskin. He says, because of the Chavivas of the piece, I'm going to quote the whole piece. He quotes the whole piece from beginning to end. He says he wants to use it to be Mazber the sign of Avraham Avinu by the Akedah. Avraham Avinu comes to the Akedah. Like, what's the big, what's the big spritz? The Bershom tells you to take your son, you take your son. Like, what's the big spritz? The answer is that Avraham Avinu's neshama would tend to understand the Ravua not as it meant that he's supposed to take Shekhtar's son because the the element of human human input of the the law that he has to his son would would force him 
to possibly interpret, understand it incorrectly. And that was the son of Ramavino to realize that he's being affected by that and to prevent himself from doing that and understand the Navua as it's supposed to be. That's what he's mazer than the son of the king. One thing you would give on Ikrim is understanding Moshe Rabbeinu's Navua is unique. It's partially that the Raman says that because otherwise, how how can you go to the the next Yisrael and say that the Torah is is clearly every word is the Torah which we have is the Torah from Kadosh Baruch and how can you go on to have the the, um, the emuna in the Iker that the Torah is immutable and it cannot change? If we don't understand, if, if unless we, before we accept the fact that a the Bershem is Minava, the Bershem speaks. Because that's something which is hard for the human mind to comprehend, that the Bershom should truly communicate with man. And once we accept that, that, that such a thing which that such a thing exists, so why can't the Nabi come and change something? The answer is Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah is so unique that it's impossible for anybody to come afterwards and change it. Because it's, it's not the same Madregas. So we need to understand that Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah is unique. What's fascinating about the Ramam, when the Ramam goes to the Yudhi Malikrim, the Ramam says, above and beyond understanding the Moshe Benu's Nubu was unique, we have to understand the Moshe Benu himself was unique. Uh, there's a lot of the Rambam in the beginning of Avodah Zorah, the end of the end of the first parak. Um, so Avraham comes to recognition the Kodesh Baruch Hu is the source of everything, and he goes. Ram talks, talks about Arichis, how he found the Kodesh Baruch Hu. The, the world started. They did a Vodazor. They 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 fell into the world of a Vodazor. Eventually, Moshe Rabbeinu realizes it's not true. The Bereshit speaks to him and gives him mitzvahs. He gives him mitzvah brismila, and then Yitzchok is out of the mitzvah of Meiser, and then um, um, eventually. That the Yitzchak deal Yaakov we know the Lamed Yashem Malamed Master Kolon Nivim So Yaakov was given the, the responsibility to teach it over. Yaakov Avino Limit Bon of Kulam. He taught his children. He did let Levi be Mino Rosh Rishiva be Yeshiva. Lamed Derech Hashem Alich Mer Mitzvah Zavram. He gave over Levi the responsibility to continue to teach Torah Zavram to Kaisel in, in, in Mitzrayim. Okay. So they were there in Israel because they they wanted to, they started learning from Isaiah Labad of Azar Kemoisa, except for Shevet Levi. Kumat Kot Hoya Vaiker Shushal the Roman Vino Neka, that which the Roman Vino planted was almost uprooted and destroyed. Because when Yaakov Litos Latol Sami Matiasim, Klai Yisrael ended up going to the mistakes of the nations. Umiyabas Hashem Oisonu, Umiyshamar Hashuah Avraham Avinu, Awesome Moshe Rabbeinu. The the Russia made Moshe. Rabban shall call it Nevi'im Mashalchi. Our our Rebbe and the Rebbe of all the Nevi'im and the Russian sent him. So the Russian made a a Mitzias called up Moshe Rabbeinu. The Russian sent Moshe Rabbeinu to Klai Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu was something which is unique. He was made special. He gave him the mitzvahs, he told, told the correct approach to Avoida, and again, he informed Klaiso the Israel of Avodah and then the Ramagod goes through the Israel of Avodah 
The Moshe Rabbeinu is to be perceived as a unique individual. It's not enough to understand the Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevu as unique, the Moshe Rabbeinu as a person is unique. So it's always a fascinating piece. So how are we supposed to relate to that? Um, why is it so important to understand Moshe Rabbeinu as, as, as a unique individual? Um, this week's parsha, Miriam and Aaron, understood Moshe Rabbeinu as somebody like them. Now, they're, they're not, they were not the, the, something to sneeze at. Being like an Aaron and, an Aaron and a Miriam is quite impressive. Right? And that's what they thought, that he was a tzaddik and, you know, everything like that, but he's like them. And uh, the time on them is that was incorrect. Chavetz Chaim speaks about that the time on them was that they should have spoken to him and asked him instead of complaining, instead of they did not tell him the chavzchus. Now, they, we know that, a, that we have a key to understand Moshe Rabbeinu was, his Nebu was unique. The place where that's presented really is in Parshas Baloyscha. But Kaiser really understood that beforehand. That is, they heard the Moshe speaking to Moshe in a way which was unique than any other Nebuah which existed. Kaiser Pashas had that type of Nebuah during the Saras Adibris. And they really did such a, such a Metzius, um, of such a clarity of a Nebuah that they heard the, the direct curl with, with, the, with the words, etc. Um, and they realized that Nebu exists and that such a unique type of Nebu exists. But Aaron and Miriam knew that their average Nebu was not like that. But they did not tell them and they misunderstood. Misunderstood. So why, why were they not being Mikhaim? That's a good question. Um, the Isra being Kaifer and Moshe Gamachayim in Lailam. The, the, the Mephorshim talk about it. But Klai Yisrael has to understand that, that Moshe Benu is, is a unique individual. Now, if it's just a Sias, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's a Nais, like, so why is it, you know, okay, it's a Hechatimsa Ba'alma to let us understand the godless of, uh, of the clarity of the Muna and the Torah, because Moshe Benu is a unique individual, which nothing ever existed like him. Um, but the Ram himself uses the Lush and the person gets shy to reach the Madriga of Moshe Rabbeinu. So Revolva says that, that the reason we have to believe that, if you look at the, the Ram, the Ram says the same thing about Mashiach. We have to believe about Mashiach, that Mashiach is a unique individual. Besides the fact that Mashiach is going to bring Bimachse, the Ram says he's going to give back the mitzvah of Torah and dinah Torah mishpatei Torah back to the, what they're supposed to do and rebuild the mikdash and bring the kabbalas etc. We have to see him as a unique individual. The more says that the way the Rama the Rama Paskins, the more says that the, that the reason why Barakaziva was killed was because the Gemara says that the pasuk says by Yeshai says Hashem. The more says he's able to he's so, he's so pure. That he could just smell, and through the, through the power of smell, he can make it. He can pass in a dintar. And they tested Barkaziva with whether he was Marek Medoyim was able to smell and judge, and he couldn't do it. So he's not. He's he's he's, he's a shakran. He's not the true Mashiach. Now that's quite an impressive feat to be able to be Marek Medoyim, to be able to smell and judge based on smell. Means his body was so pure that anything which is sheker is. Smells. I mean, there's a mice with the Rebbe that um, 
Rukhana came to America and uh, one point in time he, was, he wouldn't look at he was, was very mocked but wouldn't, wouldn't look out of his Daladamas so he was sitting in the car and they were driving him somewhere in New York and he asked the person like where are you taking me it smells horrible here it's a horrible smell and they realized that they had taken him through an area called Times Square where the the moral pollution is very high there's nothing physically bad smell about it more than everybody else in New York. But, the, but Rebbe Chavon smelled the tumor. He smelled the tumor. So you can imagine that a, a Mashiach can smell Sheker. He can smell it. To the point he could be able to pass it in terror. And Barakaziba couldn't do that. But that message tells me what a human being is supposed to be. Moshe Beinu was able to there's a human being who stood and spoke to Kodesh Baruch Hu directly with such a clarity he was able to stand he was able to see he was able to understand he was able to be a Baruch Hu Shliach he wasn't a Malach he wasn't made as a Malach he was, made, he was a human being and that's what a human being could be one of the biggest challenges we have in our society is we don't believe in the ability of human beings to be, to grow, to beyond our society. And our society's definition of man is very, very low. Mashiach, there's a, there's a message that says that, that Mashiach is going to be higher than Moshe. The Rama says that he will reach, almost reach the Madrego Moshe in regards to Nevoah. He will almost reach the Madrego Moshe in regards to Nevoah. But in regards to bringing the Shlich of Kadosh Baruch Hu to the Umas to the world, whereas Moshe was sent to bring Klaisel out of Mitzrayim, the Mashiach will be sent to bring Klaisel out of all of the Umas. So in that sense, he's greater than Moshe. Right? means he's a person that there is a purity in the person. And we need to become pure people. If I want to make a yeshiva, and I, wanted, I would like to create Bukhrim in, in a certain stature. So I want to do two things. I'm going to make a set of rules which I think will be beneficial to help them work in the Mishkaras of that, to reach that Madreva. And I'm going to bring in an a individual which has all of those elements in him, has all of those characteristics in him, as a role model, a person which we can look up to, a person which we can be inspired by, a person which we can realize it can be done. And don't define myself as so little and so limited and so nothingness. Alton McCallum said that um, that uh, Darwin thought man came from monkeys. Man came from from the apes. He says that's because he never saw Rebisel Salanter. Had he seen Rebisel Salanter, he would know there's no such thing as a man coming from an ape. You saw what a human being could be. You saw that the, 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 the madrega of a human being is so beyond the physical world, the limitations of the physical world. So you know that man is something unique way beyond the, the animal world. The world ha- has descended into such levels of depravity and hanhaga 
So for them, it says, what's the difference between us and the, us and the animals? And that's just a good question. Taka, it's a good taka, good takasha. Taka, look at the animals. Okay, act like the animals. But the mistake which we have is we know that that's not true. We have a masar, we have a moon, that that's not true. But teeth, teeth, we, Rehutner said that the, the fear of our generation is the fear of the Kaicha Bechira. We don't believe we could, we, we could do better. Now, it doesn't mean you have to jump tomorrow, but that a person should have a, 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 a dream and a plan that there's a person who could learn to be like the Raman says, that he's in control of himself, that he has shlita over himself. That there's not a moment where he doesn't lose his awareness of standing in the, in the, in the presence of the Creator. Rabbi Khan didn't, you know, was, was, was killed by the Nazis. There's a human being there. There's not a moment where he lost awareness of standing in Hashem's presence. That was 70 years ago. That make, does that make him a sad person? He was a happy person. He was a content. He was a person who worked on himself. Right? But he, he was able to walk in this world and live in a different reality. So I'm not, get, I'm not there. and that's not, that's not my goal right now. That's not my goal for tomorrow. I, I give you at least a few days. But that we should be able to strive for something greater, that we shouldn't you know, look at ourselves, you know, this, this is the way I am, take me or leave me. And I mentioned to you once that there was this fellow who came uh, and got into a marriage. He tells his wife, listen, this is the way I come. I can't change. Take me or leave me. That's how he defines himself. That's, that's a sad comment on our reality. That that's where we live. That's where we think. And the Rehuda said that that's the fear of our generation. That our generation, the fear that we have in our generation is we don't believe in the Kaikha Bakira. Our society accepts that as, um, as an argument in the court. He's a victim of circumstances. I, you know, there's a famous, famous case. There's two twin, brother, twin brothers grew up in the, in the ghetto. One of them became a very respectable, successful lawyer. Another one became a major criminal, involved in gangs, etc. And they said, and when he eventually was taken to court, the argument was he's a victim of circumstances. But nobody asked the Kasha, what was it? I, his brother, came from the same circumstances. To cut the kasha, you know. Person says, you know, he has. This is his. It's his. He's inclined towards a certain types of attitudes and lifestyles, and that's it. Take me or leave me. I'm stuck. Can't change. Am I saying it's easy to change? It's not easy to change. Am I saying that the person does that? That realistically, that that. That's his avoider right now is, is to, perf- to perfect them, his mindless and then work on his concerns. That's a process. But to believe that we're stuck and that, and that there's no way out and just throw up our hands in Yish, we need to believe that there's a Moshe Rabbeinu. We need to believe that there's a Mashiach. We need to believe that there's, there's, there's people who rose to trend the sites. So we'll set our sites for something and we'll, go, we'll get there eventually. And that's a tremendously important akuda in the Muna of what Moshe Rabbeinu represents the Klai Yisrael. As the Sheikh of Kodesh Baruch Hu, he represents the Klai Yisrael, what a human being 
is supposed to become. Uh, first of all, he brings a he brings a Yakut Shimoni. It's also a matter of Kuma being Yakut Shimoni. Meshubenu, the time frame between after the Neshama said, said, I don't, I don't want to leave the body. I don't want to leave this body. This body is so pure and so tore. I don't want to leave his, this body. I want to stay here. The Rosh said, BT, come to me with me. He says, so, you know, you can imagine the Musa Tahara. We can't imagine the Musa Tahara. That the Neshama, who finds this world frustrating and repulsive, can say about the body of Mashabeno, I'd rather be, stay in the body than leave the body. But the Ram in, in, in the Iker, in the, when he talks about the Iker, the Ram in, in, in Parachelik, he says, part of the Iker we have to believe is that Mashabeno was, was a unique individual to teach us that there is a musig of tahara that a human being can, 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 we can reach. So we can't, we're not holding by reaching it. But we're holding by approaching it. You're approaching infinity. Uh, you're approaching it. You're, you're moving towards it. You're, that's, that's something which the person puts on his, his, his bucket list of what he would like to accomplish in his lifetime before he passes away. He wants to move towards that reality. I shouldn't just say this is the way I am. I'm stuck. I can't change. Slowly but surely, through a Musr, through a a person works on himself, there is an ability to person to grow, to change, and become a better person.